Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Phantopological, the podcast that explored the breadth of human fandom. This week, we end our three-part series in which we close the book on the podcast that was Phantopological. We're just reflecting on the podcast that was, and here with me to do that are my two fellow Phantopologists, Nick T. There's a lyric that comes to mind to me right now. Uh, I think it was by the Beatles, and it goes, And in the end of Phantopological, the love you take is equal to the love you make. And Nick Z. Ahoy, ahoy. I've got to say, how very prescient of those Beatles. They really were ahead of their time. I feel like they were on to something. I hope, I hope, they, I hope they get their due. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, as, as G had so eloquently put it, this is the end. Sorry for anybody if you're listening in for the first time ever. Uh, don't worry. There's still more than 150 episodes that we have recorded at this point, which since most of the episodes are an hour long, more than 150 hours of Phanthropological for you to listen to, for you to learn about a whack load of phantoms. But we've already talked about our favorite episodes. You can check that out. I think that's uh, Phanthropological.com slash finale one. And we've already talked about the episodes we would have liked to have covered. Sorry, you'll never get to hear those. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we're we're doing something a little bit different. This is kind of like, I don't know, a wake, a funeral. Yeah. It's a, it's a happy time where we celebrate the show and, and just kind of reflect on how it all went and just kind of say goodbye to it, I guess. Man, that's way too somber. <laughs> it is very i mean like it's just like like things can end right that's okay it doesn't have to go on forever we made more than a week's worth of <laughs> audio content if you're ever stranded on a desert <laughs> island and have a battery that lasts that long i'll keep you busy for a little while or it's the lost island in which case we never covered lost so i'm sorry how do we never cut co- this phantom is coming back <laughs> we're doing one more episode <laughs> talking about lost would the episode just end abruptly? And then, ah, is that yes. how it would go? I have a question that could kick things off. And this is, I guess, more for the viewers and, and possibly for a walk down memory lane. But why did we do this? Why did we decide to make a podcast on fandom for the last four years? None of us particularly have any credentials in that space. None of us took anthropology as a, a major in college, nor were in fandom studies. We said to ourselves, we're not into anything in particular. But we want to know why the people who are into things are into things. And it was like a meta idea. It was like a neat idea, I think. That, that, was, that was enough to get it going. Right, because yeah. as far as we know, I haven't seen any any other shows doing this sort of cross fandom sort of thing. Yeah, I'd forgotten that we uh, started this podcast as kind of a. I, the part that I remembered is that we had a previous podcast. It was kind of stagnating. It felt like I know we were focused really big on like, oh, how many downloads are we getting, and it kind of flattened off. Or I was. I feel like a lot of a lot of changes were like, oh, geez, got some dumb <laughs> idea. What, <laughs> what if we did this? Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> one of the notes i had to that effect was i really appreciate that you guys put up with me for all of that i mean same <laughs> right we're still talking to each other yeah <laughs> but that that was the only bit that i remember that we had a, a previous podcast we wanted to try something different a little bit more focused and when you mentioned the meta comment g i was like that's kind of our master stroke yeah that was the that was the clever bit right it's meta right that'll I'll pull them in. Yeah, but I, I mean, like pretty much everything that we that we have made, more or less, is always like, oh, what if this was just a little bit more meta? <laughs> yeah, that's the ace up our sleeve. Generally, I see in your notes that our previous podcast ran for eighty episodes. You're f-ing joking! Wow, I can't remember anything about that <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I remember a Simpsons episode, and that was about it. And a failed experiment to uh, do a whole episode of impressions. 
that did that, oh that was <laughs> apocryphal like uh, yeah we got that, i think we got through like 10 minutes and we're like this is garbage this we should is, never this speak is, of this is terrible again. yeah it'll never beat out that uh bob's burgers episode where i had like just a one line of tina and it was fantastic <laughs> <laughs> best best impression never yeah, to be qu- repeated quit, quit while you're ahead yep yeah, no, I, I was surprised by that too. We done this previous podcast. It was on SoundCloud. Uh, we got to eighty episodes, and then we stopped. And yeah, I was like, how long? Like, we ran this for like more than a year. So I'm really glad we we made it. I don't know, much further this time. We made a lot more progress. We stuck with it for a lot longer, and I think I think we actually got better. I don't know how much better we got in that first one. I literally have no memory of it at all, except for recording the very first one about Super Smash Brothers. I remember that in Interstellar. Oh yeah, Interstellar. All right. Yeah, I feel like, as we said, we improved over the course of this one. This is, this is only four years, I guess. It feels like we've been doing this for a long time. But you say it's like it's it hasn't necessarily been a long time. But I, um, before we started recording today, Z and I were talking about uh, jobs, and the longest job I've had as of this recording is like two years and, and nine months. The current job that I have right now, and so that means we've been doing the podcast longer than I've had any job <laughs> you've been, ever you've been a podcaster longer than <laughs> than than any other particular job Jeez, louise yeah i think that's one thing that i sure as heck learned when we were doing this podcast it it is a job not necessarily definitely not getting paid for it <laughs> you kind of have this you kind of have to have a mindset of like it's going to be some amount of work even if you love all of it or just part of it when we record the episodes it's usually a lot of fun Sometimes it's not because we haven't found a topic that lands, but we're going to record it anyway, or we're not paired because, you know, we have day jobs or like we're dreading the editing or something like that. But um, like it's it's a job. It's a lot of work, especially if you want it to grow. Uh, if you just have a podcast and put it out there because you're like, I made a thing and it's cool. Yeah. Sometimes a labor of love, sometimes a labor. <laughs> yeah. Just sometimes it's just a slog. <laughs> sometimes we record it like two hours Sometimes we recorded two hours and it like wasn't good or it was just really <laughs> slow. So you have to cut spaces in between almost everything everybody's saying. I don't even think like and when we began, we were all we, we rotated editing. And I don't think we all even had the same editing style. No, <laughs> definitely not. I'm pretty sure that Z would. It's like, oh, there's this little nugget here. And I'm going to drop it at the end. It's like this, this little bit. I'm like, maybe, maybe this time I'll punch it up with a sound effect or something that that effect. Yep. And I'm pretty sure when I've been editing, it's like, all right, I'm going to trim out all this crap. This <laughs> this was funny when we recorded, and it's gone. It's not good. And I'm like, bam, very mechanical, very like cut, 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 cut. Boost the levels, make it sound good. Unless we're doing like the Zeal Archives or the April Fools episode, which is yeah. like, ah, yes, comedy timing (laughs) yes hey guys i'm editing the podcast at 1.5 times speed and you're like the (laughs) yeah i remember trying to do that trying to edit at a higher than one x speed and i don't think it ever really worked that well for me you have to use your own brain's feedback to figure out if it's good and theoretically people will be listening to it at one at regular speed yeah so you're not getting an accurate representation of the finished product Although, as somebody who listens to a lot of podcasts at 1.5 to 2 times speed. Monster. You horrible (laughs) son of a bitch. How is that even possible? What are you listening to? Like, This American Life? How do you think I listen to so many podcasts? No, uh, I think Talking Simpsons is one that's uh, 2x. Comedy Bang Bang, when I was still listening to that, 2x. 
It sort of depends on the on the speakers. Told you, man, let's do hundred hundred episodes critical role so far. All at regular speed. Dedication. Ugh, so slow. <laughs> Z's more of a eat a hot dog, drink a coffee, and run to work at the same time. Gotta kind of maximize the multitasking going on here. I usually like have a lot of commute time, so I want that stuff to last. Otherwise, I'll just devour podcasts. I mean, I won't run out, obviously. I feel like when we were starting, we we're like, man, is it a bit late to get into the podcast game? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think we were wrong. No, no, we weren't. In one sense, but uh, oh, that's a weird. Yeah, that's a weird conversation because I don't think there's a too late to the podcast game. But I think as with most things in terms of succeeding online, you can absolutely do it whenever you start. If you want to be successful in the sense of making money or monetizing or whatever. But there is like a definitely a first mover kind of situation. Podcasts have been around for a long time. And mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. only in the last five years that they've been really picking up. And, and I don't think it's nearly as bad as something like Twitch or YouTube or yeah. TikTok. But it definitely feels like, you know, if, if you were doing a podcast. Sorry, that's not even true. Our good friends, Epic Film Guys. Started after us. Yeah, are doing just fine and started after us. <laughs> I will say to their credit, they also have unfathomable hustle. <laughs> yes. I think it's Nick that mostly does live stream for the cure, but raising like, I don't know, $10,000 last year? Yeah. Without without matching? Yeah. Like, I had a section written out on, on like what I learned running a podcast. And this is all reminding me, especially as we go into like, oh, how did this other person do? And, and all that kind of stuff is like, if you want to run a podcast, you've got to love it. Yeah. You've got to love some part of it. You've got to love like the process or the recording or the editing or like some piece of it. There's got to be something that keeps you going. There's got to be intrinsic motivation. I can't imagine people who would make a podcast because it's like, I want to make money doing this because one, they're just foolish that's yeah it's not unlike unless you're an established personality then you yeah but if you're just starting from nothing then yeah the chris pine podcast the chris hemsworth (laughs) podcast they shall do one the chris's too many too many chris i'm almost positive (laughs) oh man they could call it the chris's podcast the what chris's on infinite earth oh oh well the good news is no, no, there's no good news. That podcast doesn't exist, and that was a terrible podcast. <laughs> Dang. Oh. Now I'm just mad about that. <laughs> Glad to know the puns are still effective. Yeah, like, you know, like, keep your eye off the stats for a while when you're doing it. You know, just do it. Just do it and have fun with it, because that will drive you insane. It did me many times over. It was an interesting exercise to, like, continually try to retool the podcast with very little feedback. Looking back, it does seem like, I think this was actually explicitly uh, mentioned at one point, but sort of every season turned into its own experiment because we had the around the world uh, sort of thing where we'd looked at different fandoms from different countries. Then the, not gimmick, but like the experiment was having more guests. Wasn't always necessarily a big retooling, although we did drop a pretty concrete format after the first maybe three seasons. I don't, I don't even remember the first format. Please remind me. It was, it was kind of rigid. I remember there'd be like a fandom facts. And then I think from there, there was like the one wow fact or something that we, we discovered. Or later on, it turned into answering the question from the week before that we had about the fandom we were going to do. And then there was like the general discussion. And then like, like sh- the shout outs. Yeah, the verdicts yeah. and shout outs to like different parts of the fandom or fandom projects. Yeah. And then uh, Famous Last Words. Yes. It was, a, it was honestly a good format, but we kept 
we kept changing. I think that was like the format when there were the most parts to it. Yes. I feel like we added as we went and then we eventually just abandoned it. <laughs> I don't even remember why we did that. Abandon it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it maybe had something to do with the amount of prep or a lot of the fandoms we were covering, I think, maybe didn't have as much of a an explicit online history. Like, it wasn't easy to research them, especially when we went to international RPI. You know, it was kind of a struggle to get anything from that. Figure skating was fairly general. I think we had, like, a Russia focus, but there was obviously stuff from other countries. I think as... The scope of the different fandoms we looked into changed. Some parts of that format just didn't work as well. So I'm looking at an episode from our last season of like doing, covering fandoms, the My Hero Academia episode, just to pick one. We still had fandom facts. We added first impressions. Oh, yeah. uh, Where we talked about what we knew of the fandom beforehand. uh, And we still have famous last words. And yeah, still famous last words. So So we still had a lot of it. By the end, we just stopped covering fandoms. Yeah, very recently in the last, like the last season has been not covering fandoms. And the reason for that is one of the reasons we're wrapping up the, the podcast. Uh, and one of the reasons that we switched to bi-weekly to try that out. It's a lot of work running a podcast and doing research on a different thing every single week, <laughs> starting from scratch is a lot. If you are starting a podcast, either pick something that you're super passionate about or pick something that you are going to be passionate about every single week. Imagine... Doing a podcast, all of the episodes are on one subject so that your knowledge builds on top of the knowledge mm-hmm. that you had the previous week. <laughs> what would that be like? <laughs> yeah, almost like some sort of Doctor Who podcast or, or Chrono Trigger <laughs> podcast. Like it was it was a fun idea and I really enjoyed all the all the learning. There uh, I learned yeah. a crap load about craft beer that I had no idea. <laughs> I don't I don't even drink and it still sounds fascinating. Yeah. Um the furries one was incredibly enlightening uh, speed running i was like this is du- i went from this is dumb why do people do this to oh i actually see the appeal to this and think it's kind of neat um there were lots of episodes that had like a turnabout we had a, a segment called inner out. out and oftentimes but not always people would say if they were in or out previously, but more importantly, if they are now, there's a bunch of ones that we that we were converts into. Yeah, we kind of changed our minds after doing the research and digging into it. That was interesting. <laughs> the one that, that blows me away is pinball. I'm like, yeah, I know what pinball is. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and then, oh, let's see, Jessica explained it. Like, what's going on? Or that someone knows, like, all the steps. And I'm like, well, you got to be kidding me. I didn't realize <laughs> that it operated at that high level. Did, you know, true knowledge comes in knowing that you know nothing. That's us. <laughs> um, it was wild. It was like, and that's, that's like the stuff we did, we were doing the show for, right? To, like, get into those, as best we could get into the head of, of a fan of something that we were not personally fans of, for the most part. It wasn't like, oh, we're, we're going to, like, this is is a parody or like a shock jock show it's like oh we don't know anything about this but we got this egghead like it wasn't anything like that it's like legit we don't know what we're we don't know what we're talking about we want to know more we've read we've read some stuff we're totally prepared for a guest to be like you you know nothing (laughs) i mean the jet like the general the general like like idea thrust of the show was like empathy right like we trying to learn about other people's experiences in fandom and often I, I would i would be clownish about it or bring like shine a spotlight on my dumb preconceived mm-hmm. notions about it just to like get you know see what it's like from the inside 
offhand, was there ever an episode that we're all, even after doing the research, that we were just like, no, this is not, not a thing that I'm... I mean, the only one that I can think of is, is Christmas. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Transformers. Transform- oh, no, I right. do not oh, care right. about, yeah. do not care about Transformers at all. Is it, it again interesting? Love doing. There was an episode I didn't like doing. Like they were, they were all interesting to learn about. But no, I'm not personally interested in Transformers whatsoever. Yeah, that was definitely one of the topics where it was interesting to sort of dive into it for that week. But once I was uh, pulling myself out of that pool, I was fine toweling off and moving on to the next one. So I was going to say earlier when we were talking about Lost, I had this because <laughs> you know. One of the extensive processes of this was picking which fandoms to do. Yeah. This was like the number one topic in our in our group chat uh, for the longest time. And I was like, and uh, using Lost as an example, I, I was very conscious. I didn't want to like load it with stuff that I was already familiar with. Like I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't just want it to be like, oh, well, I know all this stuff. So, so that'll be fun. I mean, like our conversely, I wouldn't learn as much. That might have been a, a small misstep on our part. <laughs> well, <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty. Things sure. might have done differently. Is like, yeah, pick pick lots of things that we love. I think a bunch of the things that we talked about on the previous episode about things we would have liked to cover. A bunch of them are things that we loved. And when we did episodes that were about Zelda, uh, escape rooms, Doctor Who, um, there were lots of topics related to that. Whether or not we had a guest, sometimes guests made it even better. Sometimes it was it was just fine. But like whenever we talked about those things, there was always this passion. Shockingly, there's this yeah, passion when yeah. you talk about things you like. God forbid <laughs> we learn more things about the thing that we like than we didn't know before. Yeah. Hmm. Even though we made a bunch of missteps and we learned a lot, I really appreciated that we, even though I was usually the one putting the emphasis on, let's do a new thing. And you guys are like, I guess <laughs> yep. it did encourage us to try a bunch of new things. And some of those things didn't go well. And some of those things went amazing. I remember when we started, we were like so hesitant to have any guests on the show yes. other than people that we immediately know. And now we know so many people, some of which are like, not close friends for various reasons, but like friends, people that we know, people we can go to cons and, and talk to and hang out with. And that wouldn't have happened if we hadn't tried something. You're right about that. I <laughs> I believe that I made the suggestion of when we did it that let's just have all guests on the on the on the show. Oh, when we started this? Because we would have guests every so often. Or like every yeah. third episode or something like that. And I was like the like the guest episodes are generally better than not, so let's just have guests every episode. And that didn't last forever, but we did it for a while. And that was like, I think those are probably the best episodes. And the ones where like, we were, we were like building up our interviewing chops, which is a wild skill to learn as people were coming in, you know, we we have all these different preconceptions about the thing that they're into and the stuff that they've put their time into as well. Trying to catch, catch the uh, pitch thrown at you by the guests who all have different (laughs) styles of talking and thinking and processing information <laughs> it was like a crash course like live on the air but it was uh it ended up being really fun and in some cases it wasn't wasn't just live in the recording it was it was literally live on the air we're like the one season we tried twitch streaming i learned a bunch about twitch streaming but i don't know that that experiment really panned out but it's just like oh cool so let's just put more pressure on on ourselves we're gonna <laughs> have we're gonna have some guests we don't know them we've only read about them we don't know how they talk we might have heard their podcast and uh yeah we're just going to be live on twitch telling them that we're on twitch and uh yes it's awful it's it's fine it's good <laughs> don't start with time zones 
We only made that mistake like twice, right? Maybe three times. I think one of the times was Chicago, so we got lucky. Yeah, one of those times was definitely Japan, though. Greg Werner was in yeah. Japan. And um, who was it? Uh, Yuri on Ice. Yeah, Nicola. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Australia. Actually, I think Australia and Japan work better. You will notice there, I don't think there are any guests from the UK. Or that reside, I should say, that reside in the UK. The timing is really bad. I really enjoyed doing the guest episodes. And I think as a result of doing, like, we went from nothing to something really, really fast in terms of we'd we'd reached out to people that we have zero connection to. Um, Not at first, but eventually. Uh, I think I remember emailing Zach Wienersmith, uh, the author slash artist of uh, Saturday Morning Breakfast Serial, a a webcomic. And he didn't end up on the show. That's fine. But I remember emailing him and him responding to me and being like, nope, can't do this. Is there somebody else I could reach out to? Here's some people. And I'm like, oh, that'd be great. And then he's like, they're not interested. And I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> All right. That's fine. But like, I don't know. It's it's like, hey, semi-famous internet people might be on a randos <laughs> podcast. And for some people, they they did that. We've had people who are contributors to Anime Feminist, like... Kayla Moore? Vreikheiser? Is it Kayla? Caitlin? Oh, Caitlin. Yeah. Yeah. Caitlin Moore and uh, Vreikheiser. Yeah. We've had people we've only met a couple times at cons. We've had uh, Okazu, which is her real name is... The name she uses. Uh, Erica Friedman. Yeah, Erica Friedman. I'd forget how we met Amin. Was he just on a panel that we did on podcasting? I think Did we so. meet him at Anime North? He was. Yeah, Is that yeah. how we met him? Or did we already know him? I think it might have just been an, a, one of those um, random Anime North panel <laughs> pairings. <laughs> one of those One of those grab bag uh, yeah. panels yeah. that Anime North you all signed up to do. You all signed up to do a podcast about, uh, or podcast, a panel about podcasting. So here you go little tiny little budding podcast we got like big well-known <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> you know we got them all yeah yeah but and as a result of doing some of those interviews like got into uh yeti con yeah <laughs> got a free free pass for yeti con because of all the coverage we did not not technically related to anthropological but like some of that overlaps came came guest pa- featured panelists at yeti con i mean probably would have happened this year if yeti con had happened this year yep we were we we had a plan we were gonna do uh gonna do trivia pub trivia uh, next year yeah next year for sure i think if we if we'd kept up with the guests like every episode i think it would have grown more G- going back way back to earlier in this episode when we were talking about like focusing on numbers and that i think there was a point probably at the beginning where we were really motivated by numbers and then as we got towards the end um towards now there was a point where it's like the numbers don't matter what matters more is are we having a good time are we enjoying doing doing this are there other things we want to do more I agree that if we had kept up with the guests, then yeah, we could have grown, but eh, that, that didn't matter as much. I mean, probably, but like, obviously there are many different examples of shows that have a different topic every week that are doing just fine. Stuff You Should Know is the first one that comes to mind, but they've been around since the uh, late 2000s, so yeah, they've got some staying power. But uh, even the, the podcast that I mentioned at the top of the show... Still can't find it, by the way. <laughs> I think they have as many episodes out as we do. So, I mean, obviously this format, this formula can work with guests. In my my mind, you know, I find a podcast that's like, oh, it's got this guest on. It's a different episode or a different topic every week, but they've got this really cool, I know, celebrity in the the Zelda fandom on. Oh man. Oh man. They've got Master Sword on on this episode. Oh, what? I would totally listen to that. But am I going to listen to like the next episode about Halo? the next episode after that about like Archie or uh, Riverdale on Netflix. Nope. Yeah. Listening to that episode. 
Yeah. I think the guests definitely brought way more attention. I think they did make for better episodes generally, for sure. I don't think like I don't think there's a magic bullet. I don't think there's a secret ingredient. I mean, I have a couple I have a couple of theories as to why why it didn't work. I mean, like like I th- I think I feel like there was there was an amount of burnout at some point. Uh, yeah, with this with this show for all of us as we got interested in other things. Imagine getting interested in a different thing over four years. <laughs> you know, <What? laughs> yeah. But I feel like <laughs> if we want if we want to do an autopsy. I feel like they're like like a, a going through we had is like we have access to to every pool of listeners because we're doing every fandom when in reality we had access to none because ah. our podcast required buy-in from people liking us already. It required an existing parasocial relationship to exist, which we didn't really. I mean, I mean, not that we had no listeners. We clearly have listeners. Oh, for sure. Big show, but um, they're quiet. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, listeners. The other thing is, like, how many guests did we interview that were from podcasts? And if you're into the thing that we're talking about, you would just listen to their podcast. But if you're listening to their podcast, then you listen to podcasts. Maybe you want another podcast. I mean, in theory, sure. <laughs> but, like, if you are, if you have a, have a fan level of knowledge, our podcast is not going to mm-hmm. work for you. No, no, no. It's, it's for the similarly widely curious listener. Yes. Like I I think from early on uh with this show with Fanthropological, I kind of had it in mind that we would be like the stuff you should know of fandoms. And I mean sure. every every episode of stuff you should know is different. It's a different topic. Maybe one week it's science, the next week it's it's like um history, the next week after that it's sociology, and the week after that it's politics. Like it's always different. And since that was the same idea with this show, I kind of figured, you know, oh, we could do that. And there will be people who are curious enough about fandom in general to sort of, you know, listen in and try to figure out the patterns or, you know, oh, this fandom's like this, that fandom's like this. Um, <laughs> male fans tend to be curative, while female fans tend to be transformative. A theme. <laughs> <laughs> but at one point, we did each have our own solo shows. Maybe if those had caught a little fire, it would have turned this into a bit more of a blaze. I feel like that was between the old show and the new show, right? I think it was, that. yeah. 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 It was the, the trailing end of the, the previous show. Yep. None of, I don't think any of those were very long-lived either. I, I, had, I got three episodes. I think I also and, did three. Mine just got slammed with copyright uh, strikes because I was analyzing music, though believe it falls under fair dealings but whatever yeah things changed so much from when we we started because we started the new format we made phanthropological we had a, a thing that we stuck to at some point i was like seasons yeah but also did we start by rotating editing or was that later and then I've, later again i feel like we started because we didn't we didn't having i mean i guess we did 80 episodes of the previous show again <laughs> i remember none of it but like starting out this podcast, we didn't have a good idea of what a fair division of labor was without literally everyone doing one third of every job. <laughs> yeah. So we, we just did that. <laughs> yeah. If, if you are starting your own podcast with some friends of yours, first of all, keep in mind, you are now working with your friends and that is different. And don't let that ruin your friendship. We have done an amazing job. <laughs> Of maintaining a friendship, I think it has stressed us out in some regards, and uh, another reason why it's good that we're wrapping things up. 
it it um, be, it can get incestuous. It it like it um <laughs> can get stressful along multiple yeah. lines. Just make sure know what's important. You you might think I I had a note about you know what would we do different what would I do differently if I was doing another podcast which I probably will. I appreciate that all of us are very egalitarian, but sometimes you really just want somebody to have the deciding <laughs> opinion and you want somebody to be responsible for the whole thing and that works out best for you and for people listening because you're never like is the episode coming out thursday or friday saturday yeah. next monday it was a, it was an extraordinarily canadian discussion most times <laughs> it's like oh sorry guys i don't have time to do this episode can one of yeah, you edit no, it oh no no you go ahead you go do it can you do it? yeah <laughs> I mean, it's probably almost better that there's one editor. Oh, 100%. In terms of consistency. But yeah. it's just like, no one wanted to be like, okay, you're editing. Well, no, because that's, yeah. that's the hardest part. Yeah. But, yeah. That's, that's, but that, has, that should, should probably be part of it. If you're the editor, just, you have to be okay with that. Yeah. One of the questions I had for you guys was like a, a two part. And it was like, what was something that you loved, loved, absolutely loved about the doing this podcast and the other part being like what did you hate and i was like oh i didn't really hate that much about doing the podcast because i didn't I, I think we had a great time most of the time it it there was some burnout and there were some episodes that i was less excited about i was like ah there wasn't really anything that i hated and then i thought about it i'm like you know what if there's one thing i could get rid of which is completely unavoidable for any audiovisual thing it's like editing if i didn't have to do editing it'd be great I say that for for Fanthropological, a podcast which is mostly discussion. Zeal Archives by comparison, when you're doing the audio drama, I get excited by like building this audio escape. But for a discussion podcast, it's uh, it's more challenging. Mine are like two sides of the same coin because one is like like networking with guests and people is like I was like I didn't know you could even do this. Like, it never occurred to me. This is incredible. We see people at cons that we know, and they know other people at cons. And I'm like, we're talking to all these cool people that I've never met before that are involved in fandom in cool ways. Like, it blew my mind how cool it was to, like, have be connected with, with other people in nerdy circles. On the other hand, contacting people to be on the show maybe triggers the most anxiety in a person that can possibly ever be triggered. I can't even explain it. It's horrible. I hate it. And if all things being equal, I would never do it and that's why i think it was so cool because i wasn't doing most of the asking guests to be on <laughs> um but like i got to reap the benefit of ha- of hanging out with them and talking to them so i'm very grateful for that well even though i learned quite a bit uh, doing it and i would like to at least think that i got better at editing as i went if there was one thing I, I could have outsourced or like i don't know figured out a, a way to do automatically or something like that it would definitely be the editing 100 percent just because it was always such a slog you know and that again as we mentioned before maybe that was just my style to be to try to be thorough to also not cut a whole lot out which probably would have saved me time in the long run if i'd actually ever you know cut out big chunks but man as far as as far as what i loved i don't know anything long term with this podcast is kind of hard to really pin down to uh to one side of the love-hate spectrum for me, just because every episode being different, different topics, different fandoms, different level of available information, maybe there is a fit. Like when I think back to the uh, the Zelda episode, for example, part of my research was looking at a bunch of old old fan sites, early days of the internet, pre Ocarina to just as Ocarina of Time was being released, kind of thing where like there were three games and a cartoon series, and that was it. 
and just like seeing people's reactions to Ocarina of Time and like Link's a blonde now, what? And yeah. All these little things, but that didn't make it into the episode. You know, <laughs> like it was just yeah. so much yeah. that doesn't make it to air. Yeah. One of the things that I love about recording the episodes and as an editor, just have chosen not to put in usually because it's really hard to pick the best ones is bloopers. I love bloopers. I love it when one of us says something <laughs> the dumbest shit, and it's like <laughs> this has no earthly place being in the main episode but it would be fantastic if it were just tucked right away at the very end. Can't remember which episode it was but it was talking about like some characters gay fight me and it was just like that's it. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> it's right there. It's perfect. I love it. <laughs> that um, sounds like something I would say. Yeah. yeah. It's probably you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I think that's because an extension of the part that I love about doing this podcast was the moments that we were very authentic, the moments that we were talking about the things that we were passionate about or not talking about a thing we were passionate about, but being passionate about the thing we were talking about. Like when we found a love for a thing that we were researching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like breakfast cereals. It's <laughs> <laughs> the golden standard of, of that, I don't know. It's just. It, it has no right to take that place. And there, was an, there was an energy. There's some kind of energy happening. So it's that Tony the Tiger energy, guys. I, I yeah, it's a lot of energy there. They truly are great. <laughs> I will, I will say, like, also edit. I will also chime in and say, yes, editing is terrible. <laughs> um, it is the necessary evil of podcasting or video, mm-hmm. video production or whatever. When I was editing, it was it was awful. But like, I I can tell you, I shot my shot cosplay episode. I was trying a completely different style of the show and i and and that was like that <laughs> took so much out of me i don't think i never did it again but i interviewed <laughs> sm zelda rules interviewed normal wolf cosplay just asked them some questions about cosplay right. and then kind of put quotes that they said in the transition between sections of our discussion <sighs> and that was the only time that that happened but that was like my concept for that one because i knew we had multiple people that we could talk to about that subject I mean, that's, that's the dream, right? When I think about the show that I wanted and the one that we had, obviously we have many constraints, both new and existing when we started. I wanted to have that big production show. Like you're watching a, uh, you're listening to a show, a a radio show on CBC radio or watching, I don't know, some interesting show on Netflix, but it's just the audio or, or the, um, was it invisible, almost invisible? Oh, 99% available. Yeah, the 99% invisible, it's like somebody, you say something poignant and then you're like, I had the chance to talk with such and such and you splice in the (laughs) whole interview or cut to, yeah, and you cut back like very, like a a big narrative, but like we didn't do that. That's fine. And we didn't do that because we don't, ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) No. I mean, like we we're like, we're going to do a podcast every week and it's like, cool. This is what we can do. Yeah, we're writing that weird line between is this an interview or is the guest acting as another host? And sometimes it was one and sometimes it was the other. Because to do a straight up interview with three people doing the interviewing is probably not a good idea. So we, we were kind of we we're kind of writing that line. No, you need like an the opposite of like a, a talk show, right? You need three guests <laughs> and one host. Uh, not yes. three hosts and one guest. Yep. And that could have been a gimmick. You know, that could have been a show into it unto itself. You want to put a show in the show? This is the, how you can ask. The reverse talk show. <laughs> what, we bring people onto the show and they just ask questions like, to us? I, well, sure. Sure. Yeah, I was no, thinking then more. Then, it, then it's just their talk show. <laughs> I, don't, I I loved doing Anthropological. It, God, like, 
it occupied a very large part of my brain uh, for a long time. Probably too much. It lived rent-free for too long. Yeah. 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 And I'm really happy to be moving on to other projects. Not because it's like, oh, this is and dumb and we should be done with it. This is not. I, I think we poured our hearts into it. Different amounts at different times, certainly. Yeah. But um, I'm looking forward to the future of the new stuff that we make, which is actually maybe a good time to ask, you know, what is what is the future? Like the next cast is going to keep doing stuff. Who in review, I assume, will return whenever there's more Doctor Who? Which is going to be a while. <laughs> yeah. Like, or or they, possibly they, something in the meantime. They, they kick that can down the road. Yeah, I, I can believe that. Actually, huh? Zisha, tell them. I, I think you should. All right, Ooh, can live on the, the air, re- secret reveal. Oh, <laughs> hey, you know this. You know, you know what I, this is. What? I do, I do. I know exactly what this is Okay. Now. Z and I are going to do a, a podcast about the band Genesis. Oh, cool. Going album by album. I don't have a lot of familiarity with Genesis, but I'm going to guess that's like 30 albums. It is a mere, uh, let's see, 15. Whew. I kind of overshot. Wow. <laughs> kind of really overshot with the 30 number there. Which will segue into the Frank Zappa podcast, of course. <laughs> we'll have to record. Ongoing. Yeah, we'll have to record a bunch. We'll just have to record all of that one and just release it every year, an episode a year, until we are no longer on this earth. Maybe yeah. maybe have a few automatically upload if, for a couple of years afterward. If I have a minute or so. as I mean, like, like Z and I have been listening to Genesis for like over 10 years or something, right? Like, well, like yeah. a long time. Yeah. And today, like getting back into it and watching a bunch of like concerts and, and stuff like that. And Chloe, Chloe's like, is there a band that you know more about than Genesis? And I was like, <laughs> no, I know like a lot about Genesis. So we're just going to go album by album and mm-hmm. do a Genesis podcast. Nice. Yeah. Yep. We are going to do a Genesis. <laughs> what is that? Is that the name of it? I hope not. We were in the process of discussing names. Yeah, that's that's fair. You wanna you wanna pick a strong name, not a mm-hmm. mixed cast. <laughs> Pathological, a strong name. A five syllable name, but a strong name. I also hate that Google is always like, Did you mean anthropological? Ah, no. If I if I wanted that, I would have said that. Such a strong name. It's a name like a ten like a ten foot wall. I mean that answers part of my question about I, I, that, what the a very, is. That's a very concrete answer. Uh, surprisingly, yeah. so this just this just came up in the last last couple of days. Yeah. But, oh, uh, very soon. Yeah, okay. yeah. Or very recently, rather. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But since you're asking, there's there's an answer. The only thought that I'd put into it is like I'm going to keep making the Zeal archives. I. Yeah, man. I would like mm-hmm. to really do like a full on audio drama. And specifically, especially because you've talked about it a bunch, G, doing one for Final Fantasy VI. But like knowing how much work it is to do the Zeal archives, which is like 10 minutes of audio. Yeah. 10 minutes of audio drama is just like, okay, well, um, let me just clear my calendar. <laughs> Sorry, 10 minutes per episode, 10 episodes. Actually, that's, a, that's 100 minutes. That's, it's a hun- like that's a hundred, 100 minutes of, of audio. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next Zeal archives. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to my next soliloquy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, next season's gonna be fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I specifically wrote in my notes. It's like this is an adventure season. It's been too dark, <laughs> too sad. They're gonna go on an adventure, hmm. and they'll probably be like I don't know another BS cliff. Well, actually, it wasn't a cliffhanger ending this time. This time it was yeah. like a conclusion, a sort of conclusion. But next time it's gonna be a cliffhanger ending. It's gonna be a fun adventure. 
I've got ideas. Take the show in more directions. It, I, I love working on it. It was wild. It was, it was, it's like, and it's like that little starting beginning to like, oh, you could try, you know, we're all trying our hand like voice acting a little bit here. I remember opening it like, like when it first gets like serious and I was like, what? All right. All right. F- it, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's turn it out. So that, I think that's definitely in the future for me. I think, and I'm hoping that maybe this like dovetails together. Uh, we do the Race Against Time. The Race Against Time is an annual charity marathon for playing Corona Trigger for a charity. I want to make that more into a more of a regular thing. And so I'm going to try to do that year round. And I don't know, do I want to make the announcement about uh, that? I, I think no. I, I think Yeah, not. probably yeah. not. Mm-hmm. But suffice to say, there's a secret project in the works that is also stream related stay tuned for that but like i i want to do more audiovisual, even though it didn't work out when we did the interviewing which anthropological episodes i still think there's something there just maybe not with the podcast we had no i mean i feel like that was not long after twitch allowed non-video game streaming it was pretty near around that time yeah they're like here's an art category here's a creative category go now so now they have tons of categories that automatically yeah. suggest tags it's like a lot of opportunity for new streamers to just do just just stream a thing it doesn't have to be games oh yeah i'm looking forward to that though i mean i've, I've seen some of the stuff that you're working on for the stream and it looks dope yeah um also every time every time you i should say most times you're playing a game i'm like oh shit this looks great most notably indivisible yeah i mean I, that i can definitely say by the time this episode has landed i will be continuing playing that I'm hoping to play that uh, Tuesdays moving forward until it's done, which might not be that many Tuesdays, but hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's more real time interaction with people. I mean, doing the race against time was a blast uh, this, this past year, especially. Yeah. Well, and, and going back to something you'd said earlier in this episode, we didn't, I, I don't know how we didn't talk about this anymore than we did. I'm, it's probably better that we didn't. We didn't get a lot of feedback on Fanthropological. There wasn't like, oh my God, this is mm. great. Or even, oh my God, this is terrible. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. but with twitch there's usually people in the chat and maybe they're lurking maybe they're not but you're like there's three people watching this right now and maybe the number doesn't matter like obviously you should do something and have an intrinsic motivation or streaming uh mine is is that i get to make neat stuff in the form of the overlay which is especially true for the race against time but like it certainly doesn't hurt that there's extrinsic motivation which is hey let's chat somebody's gonna say some words about the thing that i'm playing and usually it's positive I mean, we powered four years of anthropological on intrinsic motivation. <laughs> intrinsic motivation for something that like was very, it's like, okay, we're going to do a podcast about the encyclopedia. <sighs> Today we're talking about xylophones. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as a, it, was, it will always be there, you know, it's, it's on for the episodes on the whole. I'm pretty proud of it. It's a cool thing we did. And, you know, maybe it'll be popular in 10 years or something. Someone will find it. <laughs> that was, that was another thing. We're like, I mean, some of the fandoms are more timely than others, mm-hmm. but it was like, it wasn't heavily invested in any particular topics of the day. That is an understated big reason why we did the podcast. I think all of us in the past and less so now are, or were afraid to just have opinions when the podcast started, we didn't want to make fun of a fandom or anything like that. Not that we want to do that now, but we're obviously more comfortable just saying it like it is like black lives matter. Mm-hmm. um queer trans people rights. exist yeah trans rights, trans rights all of that like we've gotten a lot more comfortable just using our voice and, and saying things but when we started i think we were kind of afraid to be like we can't pick a podcast that's just about i don't know the legend of zelda 
because I don't want to get sick of it. Yeah. And then the side benefit is if you do a podcast about a different topic every week, you can't get sick of it. You can just talk about whatever you like. But it's not a random podcast where we just ramble on because it has a particular topic. We want to understand this particular fandom. I think another thing, too, that we kind of had this mandate, this this silent mandate of we don't want to, you know, we don't want to say anything about what we were going to say on the podcast beforehand. Like we wanted to have things that were surprises to each other. Yes. Or we wanted it to be live and spontaneous. Whereas if we talked about all that we could have just decided what the best stuff was and talked about that. We definitely could have done that, but there's some amount of spontaneity we wanted to maintain, I think. I mean, also, I don't think we wanted to edit like three hours of recording every week. It, I mean, it was, it was a matter of, of like, like we want, we want it to be entertaining for ourselves as well. Yeah. Uh, I think I once made the mistake of submitting our podcast to some website that regularly oh, yeah. podcasts and Sure, it gave some useful feedback, but I'm like, but I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I never listened to that and I never will. <laughs> I mean, points were made. I, I know I know the points that were made, but I'm like, no, I like that. I like that. I like, you know, like like some of these are not accidents. Some of these are not oversights. Some of these mm-hmm. are deliberate. One of the things they talked about was like, I'd always try to make a very obscure reference to the fandom that we were covering. And they're like, nobody knows what you're talking about. I'm like, that's the point. It's supposed to be really weird and mystical. And then once you get to the episode, you'll find out what it means. Hard to agree on that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, uh, like, I think we were slow to realize, but like eventually did that we had a style to us or like a particular sense of the show had a particular sense of humor. We weren't just like a formless void. Like we did, there was a, a way we wanted to come off. We did get a couple of pieces of feedback. Someone was like, please do these topics. And it was just a list. <laughs> I'm really sorry I forget that person's name. They they were one of the only people to give us feedback. And the thing that we did with that feedback was immediately take it and use it. Yeah, we, we did yeah. those things. I think they gave us like six topics and we covered three of them very soon after they yeah. were suggested. Like, I don't even remember. Oh, man, love your podcast. I mean, I assume they enjoyed it because they've been listening to it and want more. But yeah. it was just like, please do these. Like, all right. Done. Done. Yeah. That was a good thing about guests too. When we were lining up guests to a certain extent, sometimes we did, we look, we started with a topic and looked up get appropriate guests, but sometimes we just had people that we wanted on and they picked the topic. And we didn't even have to come up with it. I feel like I could ramble on and on <laughs> about like any little matter of, of the podcast or about podcasting. I don't think talking about running a podcast would be super useful. If you're listening to this and you want to learn how to run a podcast at the next cast or like at enterp NT3RP, I will tell you a bunch of things that I learned on how to make a middlingly successful. That's another important thing. If it wasn't enough to be proud that we made like over 150 hours of content just on this particular podcast, we didn't do that bad. It feels bad. Like if you take a look at the data that we have had a podcast that was on average as successful as most podcasts. That's true. Based on industry data. It's not like, oh, we were really bad. Like nobody listens to our podcast. There's like. Some episodes have like 300 people who have listened to them. I might even be underestimating that. <laughs> Vaporwave in particular. Why? I don't know. But like, that feels good. We did, we, we did tangible things. We did yeah. tangible things that we enjoyed and other people enjoyed. I mean, we still have a lot of friends from it. Like half my, half, half my Facebook feed now is people that I've met, met either via the podcast or via people via other people we met on the podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like uh, <laughs> lots of streamers. Lots of, uh, not so many other podcasts, but like, yeah, friends or friends of friends. 
it has been a life-enriching experience. So that's it for for this and every episode of Phantopological. If you have feedback, if you are, you know, if it's 10 years later and you're on the dark web and you find Phantopological, uh, email us, nick at the nickscast.com. We will uh, we'll check it out and get back to you. You know, an, e- an email campaign uh, could resurrect the show. You never know. I'd also like to give a big hearty thank you to every guest that we've ever had on the show. So I'm going to. A big thank you to Sofa Cushion, Rebecca of Get Bookish, and Laura of Adlia's Art, LARP apologist Luke, Normal Wolf Cosplay, Epic Film Guy Nick, Mark Newman, Kevin, Alex Kennard of Reality Bomb, Matt Humphrey of the Twin Peaks Podcast, Tom, Graham from Reality Bomb, SM Zelda Rules, a man of a podcast of Ice and Fire, Devin Hutchinson and Miles Hilliard, Jesse McCulkin of Maple Gelcon, Caitlin Moore of Anime Feminist, Andy Spateri of Zelda Dungeon, Adriana and Briley of Ontario Ghostbusters, Tyler Marchand of the Cynical Cartoons Podcast, Mike from Lost Without Translation, Dan of Music on the D-Low and Totally Toasty Ari, Sarah of Feminist Fujoshi, Emily Gonsalves of Pretty Heroes, Tyler Spooky Man of Ride Rehab, Erica Friedman, Justice R. Stone, Michael Kimball, Bobby Lee Crow of Sarah Symphony, Lauren Arsini, Sonic MTD, Jen Frank, Greg Werner, Nicola of YOI Wednesdays, Michael P. Williams, Joan Patrick of the UU Hacker Show, Jen, Br- Jen and Brittany of Pods Burgers, Jason of Tuxedo Unmasked, Alicia Kraft, Nick Sutner, Krista of Podcast Evolve, Vry Kaiser, Jessica of the Pin Podcast, Jamie of Perfect Organism, Errol of Escape Room Divas, The Real Weird, Weird Sisters, Caleb and Christian of Pathfinder Academy, Sid, Anthony of Transformers University, Alex Robinson, and Sarah Waterreef. It would not have been half the show it was without you. So our sincere thanks. But uh, that is going to be that is going to be it for now. How do you tie a bow on the last episode of Phantopological? If I had editing chops, you'd end it the way that we didn't run the show with a montage of all our best moments. <laughs> well, that would go right here. I mean, the only thing left to say is, and I've 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 never meant it more in my entire life. Until next time, we'll talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. So I think all that I can say conclusively now is... Well, actually, I can't say much with uh, much conclusively. I, I can ask a bunch of more questions. Actually, I might be able to say something conclusively. You know, who are Juggalos and why are people fans of the Insane Cloud Posse? Why are people so enamored with Lost? When does Phanthropological end? Well, the answer is now.